Welcome to episode two of the Everything Jimmy Athletics Podcast. I'm Sean Johnson, joining you here from the University of Jamestown. We got a lot on tap here for our second podcast. We hope you enjoyed the first one, and we hope that you subscribe on multiple platforms. But right now we're going to our big story this week is going to be about men's volleyball. After a year and a half of preparation, the University of Jamestown men's volleyball program is going to kick things off this weekend on Saturday in Sioux Center, Iowa. They'll play Dort University at 11 o'clock, and then they'll play Viterbo University at 1 o'clock in their first matches in the history of the program. That's this week. Very exciting. we got to wait a couple weeks before we have a home event at Harold Newman Arena, but this weekend kicks it all off, and we got an interview coming up with head coach Riley Salmon. We'll also talk about indoor track and field and preview some of the other events that are upcoming. But right now, we're going to go to our interview with head coach Riley Salmon, the new head coach of the brand-new program here at the University of Jamestown. Okay, we're with Riley Salmon and getting ready for the first weekend. Pretty exciting stuff. So, Riley, talk about, first of all, how did you put this team together? Well, we went all around the country um, recruiting from Southern California to Texas to Florida. Um, and we kind of hit the junior tournaments going around around the country and uh, selected the top prospects that might be wanting to come up to North Dakota. And here we are. So what's it like creating chemistry when you have a brand new team? You know, usually you'll have, you'll lose five or six people that are seniors or whatnot, and you'll bring in five or six new players, but this is an entirely new roster. How do you create chemistry in that situation? Well, fortunate for me, I was on the U.S. men's national team, and I brought a lot of that culture that I learned there and brought it right into our gym. And I just took things that I learned from Hugh McCutcheon, Doug Beal and John Sparaw and basically put them into a game plan. And over the past four months, it's starting to come to fruition. So let's talk about the last four months. Obviously, you you did play a couple exhibition matches up in Canada. So tell us what that was like, how that helped you, and what's it been like just practicing this entire time, getting ready for that first match this weekend? Well, the guys are hungry. <laughs> so for the last four months, um, when we went up to Canada, it was really tough. We played some teams that were really good and have been together for the last five years. So that was kind of a learning, a learning, a growing experience for us. Um, after that, we kind of put some ideas in place that we needed to improve on our ball control, our serving, getting stronger. And we've really made a point of emphasis over the last four months to do all of that. And now we are actually playing some really good volleyball and we look like a team and we got about 19 guys that are ready to compete. So you've got 19 guys, obviously all 19 are not going to play this weekend, but what does your starting lineup look? Who are some of the student athletes we should be looking for this weekend? Yeah, we'll start five freshmen, which is really interesting. Um, Kaylor Cox, Nick Venags, um, Derek Correa, Austin Jacob, and Derek Owens are our five freshmen. And then our two junior college transfers who are our captains are Braden Newman and, and Clark Steele. Uh, that will be our starting lineup. And then we'll probably run about nine to 10 deep using some substitutions within the game, uh, depending on how it goes. And then we play a second game at 11. So we're going to need a lot of bodies. So it's hard to anticipate, but what's it going to be like? You're at Dort for these two matches. What, what's going through your mind? What, do you, what kind of emotions do you think you're going to have when you step out there for the first time and you actually get to play? Yeah, I, I'm really excited. You know, I woke up the other night, middle of the night, like really like I used to compete. And so um, I told the guys we're going to be nervous. We're going to be excited. The thing is to channel that. Um, we're really concentrated on point to point, uh, get there, get a good warm up, and then play the first point, celebrate our successes and learn from every opportunity that we can. So it's a first year program, but I'm sure you have goals. What are some of those goals for this team? Well, 
our goals really are day to day, just to be as good as we can today. That's our goal. Uh, this morning we won. This morning um, we were really good. This morning um, we'd like to win our conference. You know that's a little bit ambitious, uh, being that uh, Park and Missouri Baptist are in our conference. They're really strong programs, um, along with Briarcliff, Dort. Um, they've always been good programs. So we we have our work cut out for us. But we'd like to win our conference. We'd like to make it to the national tournament. So in a few weeks you're going to have your first home match at Harold Newman Arena. Great volleyball venue, obviously great following for the women's volleyball team. Seems like there's a lot of buzz about the men's volleyball program. You've got to be looking forward to that. Yeah, we're really excited. In fact, my wife's flying in. She's going to be here, which will be really exciting for us. The guys are really excited. Some of their parents are flying in from California. Um, you know, I was talking to Coach Hager yesterday, and 16 months ago when I walked in, my eyes lit up when I saw the arena. And I think that all of our fans are going to do that when they get to see our men play. Um, they're really excited to play. They play with a lot of energy. They're very competitive, and hopefully we can stay composed. We will have complete coverage of the Jimmy Men's Volleyball trip to Dort University when they take on Dort and Viterbo on Saturday on our next podcast, and that'll be exciting. Last night, Wednesday night, in the Great Plains Athletic Conference, the Jimmy basketball team's headed to the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. The women's basketball team playing with, without a doubt in the toughest league in the country dropped a tough one to number 12 Dakota Wesleyan, 69-57. The Jimmies fell behind early. They were in a 34-22 hole at the half, making just 7 of 33 shots. But they roared back in the third quarter, putting together at one point a 20-7 run. They actually took a 42-41 lead on Kaya Towers' three-point basket with about 238 left in the quarter. But then Dakota Wesleyan went on an 8-2 run to grab a 49-44 lead going into the fourth quarter, and they outscored the Jimmies 20-13 to take that 69-57 victory over the University of North Dakota. But the Jimmies, again, you, you talk about a tough conference. They are definitely in it. Right now, they're in a tie for sixth place with Northwestern, who's ranked 17th in the country. Think about that now. Northwestern, the number six team in the GPAC, they're 17th in the country at 7-8, and 12-8 and eight overall. The Jimmies now are 7-8, and 13-9 and nine overall. Again, you look at the roster on the women's side of the GPAC. Hastings leads the league. They're undefeated at 23-0, 15-0 in the GPAC. They're number two in the country. Concordia, which just won a national championship a couple years ago, they're just 21-2, 14-1 in the league. Their only loss was to Hastings. Morningside is number seven, 18-6. 12 and 4 in the league. Number 9, Dakota Wesleyan. So the number 9 team in the country is the number 4 team in the GPAC. They're 11 and 4, 19 and 4 overall. Then Dakota Wesleyan, the team that beat the Jimmies last night, they are now 16 and 7, 9 and 6 overall. And as I mentioned, Northwestern is tied with Jamestown. The Jimmies are 7 and 8 overall, 13 and 9 in the league. Definitely improved over last year. The Jimmies' next action will be Saturday afternoon. At Harold Newman Arena, it's a standalone women's game as we will take on the College of St. Mary. Right now, the College of St. Mary is 2-14 and 14 in the GPAC and 5-18 and 18 overall. So they are next to last in the GPAC. So great opportunity for the Jimmies to pick up a win and go to 8-8. Eight and eight. Meanwhile, Northwestern has to travel to Hastings. So great opportunity Saturday for the Jimmies if they can win at home to leapfrog over Northwestern and move into sixth place in the GPAC. Now, last night, even in defeat, freshman Hannah DeMars, who's from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, she is a special player, and she proved it again on Wednesday night. A career-high 26 points. She made a career-high 
eight field goals. She also had a double-double. She tied her career high with nine rebounds. So a double-double last night for Hannah DeMars. She leads the Jimmies in scoring at just over 10 points per game. And again, a lot of freshmen on this team are doing a lot of great things, and it's really exciting to see when you look at who's leading this team in scoring. So DeMars, at 10.6 points per game. Kaya Tower is number two on the team in scoring at 7.5 points per game. And uh, great things to come from those ladies as they continue to great thing, do great things for the Jimmy Women's Basketball team. And we certainly encourage you to go out and support Jimmy Women's Basketball Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock at Harold Newman Arena against the College of St. Mary. On the men's side last night, the University of Jamestown men's basketball team got a rousing road victory as they went down to the Corn Palace in Mitchell, a very tough place to play against a very good Dakota Wesleyan team, ranked number 10 in the country. They came in at 17-4 and and 9-3 and in the G-Pack, and the Jimmies used red-hot shooting to knock off the Tigers 82-75. to The Jimmies shot 52.5% overall. They were red hot from beyond the three-point arc, hitting 11 of 16. They out-rebounded the Tigers 35-31 and had just eight turnovers the entire game. It gave head coach Jimmy ne- uh, Danny Neville, excuse me, in his fifth season, his 100th victory here at the University of Jamestown. Danny has now 100 wins and 50 losses. That's a 67% winning percentage. He's just done a spectacular job since taking over uh, as an assistant coach and moving up to being head coach of Alan Mignani when he left. And uh, a great win last night. Jack Talley, the junior from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, playing in his home state at a great game. He had 20 points, four players in double figures. That's nothing new uh, for the Jimmies. They've been doing that all year. Uh, Terrell Alford also had a big night. He had 18 points. Both of those players played all 40 minutes last night as the Jimmies, again, uh, a little shorthanded as they have been all year with guys getting hurt and having a short bench, but they came through with a big win. Dakota Wesleyan threatened many times in the second half, but every time the Jimmies seemed to come down and hit a big three-pointer when they needed it. As I mentioned, Tally with 20. He was 8 of 12 in the field. Terrell Alford, the senior, had played all 40 minutes. He had 18 on 7 of 11 shooting. Isaiah Dobson, senior guard, he actually got four minutes off. That's the guy that usually plays 40 minutes. Only played 36 last night. He had 17 points six rebounds, an assist, and uh, and then four and a couple of uh, steals, excuse me. Uh, also in double figures, Mason Walters, the freshman from here in Jamestown, the reigning uh, or last year's North Dakota High School Player of the Year, played 24 minutes as he's trying to round back into shape after missing a month and a half with an injury. He had 12 points and four rebounds off the bench. And so the Jimmies, uh, a, a big road win last night. They are right in the thick of things in the Great Plains Athletic Conference as well. And again, very tough uh, league on the men's side, uh, featuring the number one team in the country, Morningside, who's now 23-0 and overall, 15-0 and in the GPAC. They lead the way. Dakota Wesleyan, who the Jimmies beat last night, is now 9-4 and in the league, 17-5 and overall. Third place is a resurgent Concordia Bulldog team. They are 8-5 and and 17-6. and Right behind them is Dort at 8-6 and and 17-7 and overall. Mount Marty right now is fifth in the league. Really, probably the surprise team of the league right now. They're ranked number 17 in the country, 8-6 and six overall, 17-7. and seven. And then right behind them is Northwestern at 7-6 and six and 15-8. and eight. And the Jimmies at 7-7 seven and 16-8 seven and, and eight overall. So right now, the Jimmies are in 7th place. They're one game in the loss column behind Northwestern. The Jimmies are off 
Saturday. The women play College of St. Mary's, but the men are off. So their next closest rival is Northwestern, and they are at Hastings. Hastings is really resurgent. They are maybe the hottest team in the league right now. They're 6-8 and eight overall in the GPAC and 13-11, and 11, so it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out. But right now the Jimmies, even though they're in seventh, they are just half a game behind Dort and Mount Marty, who are tied for fourth place. Concordia is at 8-5 and five right now, and Saturday they will travel to the Corn Palace, and you know Dakota Wesleyan will have revenge on their minds. So depending on how things shake out on Saturday, there is a huge log jam right now in the Great Plains Athletic Conference on the men's side. Certainly Morningside is the class of the league. They've got a four-game lead, but everybody else is really bunched up, and there's a great chance that the Jimmies get hot down the stretch. They could finish even second or maybe third in the lead in the league and get a first-round home game in the Great Plains Athletic Conference Tournament. So men's basketball starting to get guys healthy, teams starting to come together, so it's going to be an exciting run down the stretch. As we wrap up this edition of the Jimmy Athletics uh, Podcast, the Everything Jimmy Athletics Podcast, we're going to have an interview now with head track and field coach Megan Keel. Coach Keel's in her third year here at the University of Jamestown. She's actually an Iowa native, competed at the University of Montana, where she was outstanding heptathlete there. Then she was a graduate assistant at two years at Northern State University and then was the first full-time assistant track and field coach in the history of St. Norbert University, a Division III school in Green Bay, Wisconsin, just outside of Green Bay. She was there for four years, did a great job, and then has come here to take over the men's and women's program and has done a spectacular job. The teams are off to a great start this weekend. They will have a split squad with some student-athletes going to the UND Open up in Grand Forks and the rest headed to Mitchell, South Dakota to take part in the Dakota Wesleyan Open. So Coach Keel and her husband, Curry, proud parents of a couple of young children, and uh, she juggles a lot of things, does a great job at it. She was actually a firefighter in college, pretty incredible, a smoke jumper. So quite a background for Coach Keel. We're lucky to have her here, and we caught up with her the other day and talked about the progress of the program since she's been here and how things have been going so far this semester. We're here with the University of Jamestown track and field coach Megan Keel. And coach, this is year three, right? This is year three. Year three. So what? talk about the progress you've made. What are the biggest changes you think you've seen uh, in this team heading into year three? That's a great question. You know, I think as a coach, sometimes it's hard to see all of the changes that have been made as you're looking at the future and you're you know just wanting more wanting to progress more all the time always searching for what you can do better Um, and I think that's all coaches but I would say um, the team culture our group of seniors this year are really strong and uh, a group of coaches has really emphasized that team culture has to be better we've got to get closer knit, you know, get that family atmosphere just like the entire University of Jamestown has. Um, We've got to get that winning culture. Uh, We've got to get, you know, a big squad. We're really, really growing our squad. Got to get depth because that's one thing that the GPAC really has that we're focusing on. You know, the more quality student athletes that we can have on our team, the better we're going to compete in the GPAC and, you know, overall goal nationally at the NAIA level. So those are just a few things I think we like to think that we're progressing with. You mentioned the GPAC and 
obviously a lot of emphasis, emphasis on, well, it's a tough basketball conference, it's a tough football conference, but I don't think people realize how tough of a track and field conference this is. Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Um, in the track and field world, the GPAC is arguably the strongest conference in the NAIA. Um, on the women's side, Concordia, Nebraska um, has been in the top, gosh, top five nationally, indoor and outdoor. Um, Doan has been up there on the men's and women's side. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a really, there's a lot of really good track athletes that come out of the Midwest, and um, they do a really good job in Nebraska and Iowa recruiting those kids, and we're trying to, you know, filter into those areas as well and, um, and keep up with them, you know, get to where they're at. Let's talk about your team, specifically this year. You did something a little different over Christmas break. You went down to Alabama, got to actually train outside to get ready for indoor and outdoor, I guess. Talk about that trip and what you think it did for your program. I would say uh, that was the best possible start to the season that we could ask for. Uh, we took 36 people down to Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is where our outdoor national meet is held. Uh, and we had trained down there for a full week. We had 50 to 65 degrees every day. We did hot yoga. We did um, training at the track. We went to a local gym. Um, we had a lot of team bonding activities. We also saved some time for the beach, which, you know, North Dakota kids out there in 50 degrees thought it was just the nicest thing ever in and out of the ocean. They didn't realize that, you know, the Gulf Shores people down there in their winter coats winter for them you know so um, but as a as a program um, we are further ahead this year than we have been in my two other years here um, and it's definitely a trip that we're going to continue to do in the future um, the growth that we've made both on a personal level and you know as a team athletically it, it was an awesome trip I wouldn't have changed anything okay you got to explain to me the old guy what in the world is hot yoga um, so you heat, the, the yoga instructors heat a room up to, I think it was about 90 degrees, and uh, it just helps your body just kind of melt. You just, you don't have to work too hard to stretch. Your body just kind of does it, and then it's, you know, raises your cardiovascular level, your heart gets beaten, and your cardiovascular system gets going, but you're still getting all your flexibility in, and it becomes kind of an endurance workout, too. Um, it's awesome. We had everybody in there. We had our, our, our throwers didn't necessarily love it, but everybody else did. <laughs> the throwers didn't love it. I can't imagine why. <laughs> well, let's talk about what's happened here indoor uh, real quickly. You've, you've had a couple meets on your belt. You've had some good accomplishments. What have you seen specifically here at the start of the indoor season that impresses you and, and who in particular has had some really good performances? Absolutely. Um, I would say on the men's side, um, you know, we've got, we've talked about some of the, the senior group. Andrew Horning has done a really good job this year. He won the 600 this last week. Um, trying to think of some of our other. Freshmen and sophomores are really, they're, they're our future. They're the strength of the program right now. I mean, we have Tyson Akers, uh, Braden Knudsen, we've got Braden Gumpke, our pole vaulter. We've got um, a whole slew of freshmen and sophomores that are, I, I, I can't, you know, I just can't name all of them. They're just, it's gonna be awesome. So on the women's side, um, you know, we have our entire 
national qualifying 4x4 returning, plus our triple jumpers. So Julia Johnson, Kylie Voigt, Carmen DeVries, Kristen Bro, Megan Orr. Um, and Megan Orr actually chose to, um, she's going to stay an extra year of school so that she can compete in track and field, um, which is commendable. Very cool. Um, so all those girls, and then same thing, we've brought in some, some freshmen and sophomores that are really going to contribute to the program, not only this year, but in the future. Um, senior Lindy Chadwick was about 30 seconds from qualifying for the NAIA half marathon earlier this year, December. So she'll be one to watch for. Um, like I said, I can't name them all. I mean, we've got a roster of about 75 people right now, and in some way, shape, or form, every single one of them contributes to the success of our program. And that'll wrap up the second edition of the Everything Jimmy Athletics podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We want to thank our guests, Riley Simon, the men's volleyball coach, and Megan Keel, men's and women's track and field coach. We'll have another podcast for you on Monday to wrap up everything from the weekend. Just a review on Thursday, the men's wrestling team will head to Orange City, Iowa to take on Northwestern in a GPAC duel. Then Friday and Saturday, the track teams will split up. Part of the team will go to Grand Forks the UND Open. The other part of the team will head to Mitchell, South Dakota for the Dakota Wesleyan Open. The men's Division I hockey team, which moved up to number 11 in the ACHA Division I poll, they will head to Williston to take on Williston State Friday and Saturday evenings. The men's Division II hockey team will be at home Friday night at Williston Arena as they'll take on the University of Mary at 7 o'clock Saturday. The men's wrestling team will then head to Thief River Falls for the Pioneer Open and then the Premier event at home this weekend is Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, as the women's basketball team takes on the College of St. Mary at Harold Newman Arena. And then, as we mentioned, men's volleyball, their inaugural season kicks off Saturday at Dort University in Sioux Center, Iowa, where they'll take on Dort at 11 o'clock and Viterbo at 1 p.m. We'll have reports on all that and everything over the weekend on our next edition of the Everything Jimmy Athletics podcast. Make sure to subscribe, mention it to your friends, Thanks for joining us and go Jimmies.